Hey guys, it's Carly. Welcome back to Mostly Balanced. Today we're doing a full solo episode. So we're going to get into listener questions that we've gotten over Instagram or over email. And just a reminder, if you guys want me to answer your question on the podcast, you can submit it on Instagram. The handle is at Mostly Balanced Podcast, or you can send me an email, which I love because you can really get detailed in there, send screenshots of conversations, whatever you want to do. The email is hello at wearemostlybalanced.com. And I'll put both of those in the show notes. So today we're going to get into a lot of those. I'm just going to go back to back and really get through them because I haven't done a solo in a long time. Actually, this is my first one since Mia left the podcast. So I'm excited to get into those questions. But before we do, I just wanted to chat a little bit about the past few episodes. So we had a bit of a hiatus while Mia was making the decision to leave Mostly Balanced. And then we came back a few weeks ago. And now we've had three great episodes. So if you haven't listened, please go back and listen. If you are new here, welcome to Mostly Balanced. It is usually a pretty even split of either guest episodes or solo episodes. In the solo, I always answer these listener questions. And then the guest episodes, we span all different topics. So a few weeks ago, we had Therapy Jeff on the podcast. I loved that episode so much. It was so much fun recording with him. He had a lot of great advice. And we just had a really great conversation. We talked a lot about situationships. We talked about communication and relationships and really just how to date better, how to make your relationship better. And then the following week, I had Alessia from Alessia Sculpt on Instagram and TikTok. She's a fitness instructor. And she was this was the second time I had her on the podcast. And we talked all about how much her life has transformed in the past year plus. And that was an episode that if you are going through a breakup, listen to that episode. It was so inspiring. She has seriously had such a transformation in her life. Even like before the first time we recorded with her, she transformed her entire career from working in finance to building a career in fitness. And then about a year ago, she left a decade plus relationship, she ended a marriage, and she's on this whole new journey of life. So it was very inspiring. If you have a friend who's going through a breakup, definitely send it to them. I think it was just a really good episode to learn about the positives that you can bring out of every breakup. And then last week, we had Mackie Swan on the podcast. She is the CEO of Woo More Play, which is a sexual wellness company that sells sex toys and lubricant and a bunch of different sexual wellness products. So we talked all about the pleasure gap between men and women. We talked about how to talk to your partner about sex, what to do if you feel like there's a sex lull or a discrepancy in sex drive in your relationship. She gave a lot of really, really good advice. And it's stuff that like we've talked about on the podcast before, but I really, really loved her perspective. All that's to say, if you are new here, you have a lot, almost 200 episodes to go back and listen to. And we'll continue to have new episodes every Monday. And if you are loving the podcast, please leave a rating and a review. It seriously helps so much. It's how people learn about the podcast aside from on Instagram. So without further ado, let's get into the questions. This first one came from a man and it's a little bit longer. So let me read it. Hey, long story, but I've always had a crush on a friend of mine and I've known her for eight or nine years and we've had stretches where we've been pretty close and others where we haven't. She got out of a relationship a year ago and I got out of one in September and since then we've been talking more than ever. We hang out a decent amount and things are a lot different than they've ever been with her and I can't get a good read on it. She texts me a lot and whether she ends the conversation or I do, I always hear from her a few days later. I've always been in the friend zone and I'm either so deep in the friend zone now or I'm on my way out of it and I can't tell which it is. How she interacts with me is different and I can't tell what about it is different. Okay, 
This, uh, I mean, this is obviously a very common topic. There's a lot of layers here, whether women and men can be friends, whether you should tell your friend you have feelings for them, and just how to read somebody when you're not sure if they're feeling the same way that you do. So the first thing that stood out to me in this question is he's known her for eight or nine years, and it says he's always had a crush on her. So I do believe that people can be friends with others of their desired gender. I don't think that every single person you're friends with, you are going to have a crush on them. But that said, there are a lot of big major caveats that I think should be taken when thinking of those types of friendships. And one of them is that you shouldn't have a crush on them. (laughs) And this guy obviously says that he has always felt this way about her. So I think, I mean, obviously, we're not going back in time and ending his nine-year friendship. But I think that that kind of just like pushes me even more to say like, okay, you need to figure out what's going on here. I think that a lot of people might say, don't sacrifice the friendship just for this crush that you have. But it's my understanding that this isn't going away. You guys have both had other relationships. It seems like now he says they're closer than ever. They've been hanging out, they're talking more than ever. And there's just something that feels different about it. And to be honest, like put it bluntly, that could just be in his head. Like it could just be something that feels different to him. But to her, it's just she recently broke up with somebody and now she needs somebody to lean on and she's leaning on her friend. So there's a chance that she doesn't feel the same way. But I just think that whether she does or she doesn't, this is always going to be a difficult situation for him. I think being friends with somebody who you have a crush on is more difficult than just finding out they don't feel the same way taking some distance, moving on, getting over it. And then if you want, maybe reigniting that friendship, if that's something that you feel like really strongly about. Not positive if if I would suggest that, but that's not the question for today. For this situation, I would say just bring it up to her. This is somebody that you've been friends with, like you said, for eight or nine years. You should be able to talk openly with them. So I know that it might feel awkward or uncomfortable if you guys have literally never talked about having feelings for each other before, but she got out of her relationship a year ago and you just got out of one in September. So a few months ago, but long enough that this wouldn't seem like a rebound. So I think that now that you're at the point that you've been hanging out with her a good amount, you're talking to her a good amount and you just are unsure. Next time you're together, next time you're texting, just tell her. Tell her you've been feeling like there's more to this than just a friendship. You've had this in the back of your mind for some time now, but this is the first time that you felt like you guys are really both in the same place at the same time. And you just want to know how she feels about it. So that kind of like follows the same recipe of a lot of my advice for how to bring up like serious things with anybody. I think you always should be leading with how you feel and what you want and then passing it over to them to say how they feel and what they want. It's like a huge pet peeve of mine when somebody will be like, well, I want to ask him like when he wants to get engaged or when he wants to move in together. And it's like, why are you putting all of that on him or her or whoever it is? Why don't you tell them what you want so that they are not the ones kind of like navigating this like uneasy, uncertain waters while you're just like sitting back and letting them tell you. I think that it's kind of like not fair to either of you. So I would take the power in the situation. I would tell her how you feel and give her the opportunity to tell you if she feels the same way. And it doesn't have to be like this big grand thing. You don't have to be asking her to like be your girlfriend immediately, but just you want to explore something more than friends. Does she want to explore that too? And so I think that that's the best situation here. I don't think that you should just let it carry on. I think that that could be kind of bad for both of you. What could happen is she could enter into a new relationship and then your your friendship could still carry on, but it could kind of like take a step back and then you might really regret not bringing this up and not like voicing it sooner because you'll never know what could have happened. Okay, next question. Okay, this is a shorter one. My male friend blocked me on everything. 
Should I wait for timing to take place to talk? So I answered this question on our Instagram story. And then this person messaged me asking me to talk about it more. This is tough. I'm really sorry that this person blocked you getting the feeling that maybe this is a friend that you have feelings for or might have more history. It's a little bit vague. So I'm not really sure more of the situation. But I just know it must be difficult. It's difficult to get blocked by someone to have your communication cut off from somebody, especially if it's somebody that you really care about. But this person has their reasons. And yeah, I I wouldn't personally just like block somebody without telling them why at least like not that I can I can't picture that happening. <laughs> but it's a boundary in some sense. So that's their way of setting this boundary, whatever caused them to do it, whatever happened, whether you know, or you don't know, that's something that they chose. So they can't have you in their life right now. And that's their decision. And it's only going to make it more difficult if you either sit there trying to figure out why if you're not sure why, or you just don't know what to do and what can you do and you try to figure out ways to reach out to them. The way this question was phrased, should I wait for timing to take place to talk? No, you shouldn't wait for that because you don't know if that's going to happen. And I don't like I don't mean to be so blunt about it, but that might not happen. You might never get the time to talk to them about about this. I just don't think that it's worth driving yourself crazy trying to figure out a way to talk to them. I think that this is the time for you to focus on you maybe heal from whatever this was, whether it was a friendship or a relationship, and just focus on like what you want moving forward, maybe the type of friend or partner you want to be and how you can avoid this happening in the future. And I'm not saying it's your fault. I have no idea what happened. But just like reflect on how this affected you and what you might be able to learn from it. So the person when I kind of answer this via Instagram story, like I said, replied back and asked me to talk about it more. And the thing that they were really adamant about is like, should they write them a letter? Should they send them a letter? And I totally get that too. I've definitely, I don't think I've, <laughs> I don't think I've ever sent a letter, but I've definitely written a letter before. And I know people who have sent letters. <laughs> and so we all know the letter that you're talking about, whether again, it's a friendship or a relationship, the letter where you apologize or you say everything that you wish could be and try to salvage the relationship. I think that this is just something that's so much more for you than it is for them. And I mean that like as a good thing. So you can still do this, but do it for you. Don't do it because you want to have them back in your life or because you want to get back together, like whatever the situation is. Do it because you need to get all of this stuff off your chest. So literally take out a piece of paper, your computer, your notes app, whatever it is, and write down everything you wish you could say to them, everything you're feeling. And you're not going to send this. So you can be completely open and just let it all out and then just sit with it, like let it out, put it away, live your life. I I like to say for like two, three weeks, live your life, then come back and read the letter and see how you feel. I honestly do think that you'll feel a lot better. You'll probably feel like, oh my gosh, this was so dramatic. Like you'll feel like, how did I feel that way? I don't feel that way. Like I don't, I feel so much better now. I'm not saying you're gonna be over this in two to three weeks. I know it's not that simple. But I really do think just getting it out. There's something about like writing something down and just getting it on paper and not just having all these jumbled thoughts in your head that makes you feel so much better. And this person doesn't even need to read. They don't need to read it. They're in the place right now that they they don't want to. It's unfortunate, but they blocked you. And they're dealing with things in their own way. So if there ever does come a day where they do feel like they need some sort of closure, or they want some type of conversation, then that's when they will reach out or they'll unblock you or whatever they might do. But I wouldn't live like any part of your life for that like future potential scenario down the road. Don't wait for good timing. Don't send a letter. Don't wait for them to reach out. Just get this off your chest and then try to just live your life normally. 
And when you have other things come up, go back to the note, write things down, like keep doing it this way. I feel like it's just or talk to a friend. I'm going to get a little bit deeper into that later when we talk more about exes. But for now, just try to live your life. Just respect the fact that this person doesn't have space right now to deal with whatever the situation is. And know that like this is freeing up space for something so much better. So that sounds very woo woo or like manifestation-y. And I know there's probably like a split in the audience here on who's interested in that topic. But I really, really do believe that like every friendship, relationship, career opportunity, whatever it is that doesn't work out is not working out because there is something else that will work out for you. And you're not even going to see that if you're focusing on this. Imagine all the different opportunities that might be coming your way right now that like you're not even seeing like they might be going right by you and you don't even see it because you're so focused on this. And that might be extreme for this one example, but it probably applies to a lot of different things for different people that might be listening. So just try to open yourself up. Try not to attach yourself to these regrets or things that you wish you could say. Just go about living your life. And I think you'll feel a lot better when you come back and look at everything you wrote down and reflect on this later on, knowing that you didn't let it consume you for too long. Okay, now this was a question that I actually really, I just read this before we started recording and I really related to it. (laughs) So this woman says, dating a guy for almost a month. He told me that he feels like I'm pushing him away sometimes and like I don't really want to be in a relationship. How do I open up? How do I ask him what he needs for me to feel more secure about us dating? I don't want to lose such a good guy so early because he isn't getting his needs met. Okay, so the reason I said that I relate to this is because... I feel like I've been this person before that people have told me like, Oh, I can't read you. You're so hard to read. Or like, I never know what you're thinking. And I used to like, like that. Like I used to feel like, Oh, I'm hard to read. That's just like part of who I am. You just have to get to know me better. It's kind of like what I would say to them. And I think that that's the wrong way of going about this. So I'm really glad that this woman asked this question, because I can tell that she like she said, she doesn't want to lose this relationship that she's feeling really good about just because he feels like he's not able to read her or get his needs met. And she wants she's being proactive. Like what can I do to make sure that like he's understanding that I want to be in this too. And I think a lot of this also probably comes down to like communication styles, attachment styles, it it was giving me like a little bit of avoidant vibes. But what I would do is really make an effort to almost like over communicate. So this is something that I like really in the past, I personally have had to do where like you almost feel like you're like you feel so awkward saying some things, but just like say how you feel. That's communication. It sounds so simple and straightforward because it is. So just make a point to tell him like, even if it feels awkward, just say that you want to be in a relationship. Say like literally what this person wrote to me in this message is what she should say to him. I want to be in a relationship. I'm really enjoying dating you. But I understand that you're not feeling that from me all the time. Is there something specific that I'm doing or not doing that makes you feel that way? Like she can literally just say that to him. Then see what he says. That's putting it all out there. That's telling he's saying he can't read her. So like, let him read you. Tell him how you feel. Like, don't make him like dig for it. He's literally telling you he's having trouble doing it. So I think giving him that that reassurance would be really helpful, especially when it's early on in a relationship, because the communication that you build early on in a relationship is shaping the communication for the rest of the rest of the time that you're together. Of course, you should keep learning more about each other and growing your communication and improving on the things that might not be working so well. But this is like the foundation. So telling him this early on, like, I want to figure this out. I want to like, help make you understand how I feel and help make sure that I'm giving you what you need, then he also will want to give her what she needs. And this is just opening that line up. So that's exactly what I would do. I would just sit down with the person, tell them that, and then wait and see what they say, wait and see what they what they need. And I think that hopefully, like, 
I don't think that anyone, especially somebody who like, it doesn't come so naturally, maybe to talk so openly about your feelings, which I will say, like, it becomes so much more natural and less awkward with time. Like now I feel like I'm, I just talk so openly with people that I'm dating. And I think it probably also has to do with like the person you're dating and the relationship you're in. But as I was saying, for somebody that this doesn't come so naturally to, I would hope that like then their partner, once they hear this, would understand that that's their personality and then they'll kind of mesh together. So they won't like constantly need this reassurance. It's just like I said, like laying the groundwork for a healthy relationship in the future. So hopefully that helps. Please let us know how that goes. So this question came in in our question box. It's a little shorter, but we've had a lot of similar questions to this. So I want to spend a couple of minutes on it. This person said, around how long should you wait for attraction to build slash arise? Want to give them a chance. So build slash arise, those are two completely different things. So I wish I knew like more of which one this scenario was. So I'll just speak to both of them since I don't. But we've talked a lot on here. We had Logan Yuri on here who says like, F the spark. And I agree with so much of what Logan says. I love her so much. She's one of my favorite previous guests. And I know that's just like the phrase. And but to me, if I like break that down, literally, I, I don't think that you should like ignore the need for a spark. I think that absolutely a 1000% a spark can grow. But I think that there needs to be like an understanding of the difference between a spark chemistry and just like attraction, like I think that those are three different things. And maybe we can even spend a whole episode diving into like the difference between those things. But for this, it's like, how long should you wait for attraction to build slash arise? I think there should be attraction right from the start. So I'm not saying that there should be like fireworks and you should be like feeling like you can't keep your hands off this person or like you just like you feel like it's like a movie like no. And that's more of usually what Logan is saying, like stop chasing that. But like, I think that's a bad sign. I think that that's like, I don't know, just to me that that screams like a potential toxic relationship if things are like that fiery right in the beginning, but there should be attraction. So you should be attracted to them. And I feel like and Jared Free talked about this when he came on the podcast too, but like you should be attracted to them before you even go out, probably. And like, I say that lightly, because if you're dating on dating apps, I wholeheartedly believe that everybody looks better in real life. Every guy looks better in real life than they do on a dating app. So you might not be like, you you don't have to be like, so attracted to every single person you swipe yes on. But once you meet them in real life, I think like your first impression should be that this person is attractive. There's it's a whole different ball game or story. If we're talking about like friends starting to date friends or somebody you meet at work and develop a crush on, it's like a slow burn. That's that could be a slow burn. But if this is like somebody that you're meeting for the sole purpose of dating, then you should be attracted to them right away. You shouldn't feel like you have to like hang out with this person six times before you feel the tiniest bit of attraction. But that being said, I felt I feel like the way that I read this question is that he is is feeling some of that attraction. I think he more so meant how long should he wait for it to like build because he said build slash arise. If that's the case, if like you feel like, oh, wow, I do think this person is attractive, but like, I'm just not feeling that like super sparky chemistry. I do think that you should give it time. So like I said, I do think that that can grow. I think that it has, it depends on so many factors. Like there's so many things that could be making you feel like, wait, I find this person attractive, but like, why aren't we like touch all touchy? And why am I not feeling like I like really want to like, just like be all over them. What's missing? Like, how long should I wait? Is it like, are we not compatible? I totally understand feeling that way. But it could be so many things. It could be where you're going out on dates. It could be the literally the time of day. It could be how like just what else is happening in that person's life or what else is happening in your life? What's on your mind? Like, those are all variables that could 
that change like from obviously day to day and date to date. And so you might have been on two dates and you still are feeling that way, but it's just because like two dates, that's only two dates. Like you, maybe you need to see them in another environment or maybe like they had a weird day that day and you need to like give it another try. If you feel that sense of there is some attraction there, you just want it to grow. I would say three to four dates and then reevaluate things. I think if it's date four and you leave it and you're still feeling like, where's that stronger attraction? Then I'm not feeling like super confident that it will ever come (laughs) or that it's worth waiting around for because you might find somebody who like it is a little bit stronger at the beginning. But I think that what you can do to help it grow is like I said, go somewhere that's like more of a vibe. So that doesn't mean you have to go out for drinks or like go to like a bar. It doesn't have to be a bar. If you don't, if you don't want to drink, that's totally fine. I love going on sober dates too. But I think just like think about where you are, like you could literally be going I talk all the time on Instagram about how much I love activity dates. But if you're only doing activities that are like just kind of like daytime, maybe like outdoor, like mini golf, like you're just not feeling the attraction, maybe go to like a more vibey like jazz club or like a even like go bowling, but like at this like a cool, like more I keep saying the word vibey, but that's the only thing I could think of. Like somewhere that just like feels more datey. I think you just like need to put yourself in more of a dating scenario. So when we did have Logan on the podcast, she told a story about one of her clients who was never feeling a spark and she was going on all these coffee dates. And it's like, I love a coffee date. I love a walking date. I love an ice cream date. I love all of those things. I do love mini golf dates, but you need other things. Like you need to mix in other things with that because you need to feel like a romantic date energy and chemistry between you two. And sometimes you need to like facilitate that a little bit. It might not show up in every single scenario. But if you do go and you go to like a cocktail lounge or a different place that has more of a scene or a vibe or a date like feel, and then that chemistry does start to build, then you'll probably feel it like all the other things you do too, even if the scenery or the setting isn't as conducive to it. I think once you start to really build it, then it will just continue. So sometimes you just have to like light it a little bit. There needs to be a flicker. And then you can kind of like let it build, put a couple more logs on the fire if I'm continuing to go with this fire theme. Okay, so yeah, so I would say three or four dates. And with a caveat that if there's no attraction whatsoever, then I don't think you need to even go on a second date. Hot take. So this person said, so first two dates have been dancing, which we both which we both like, and we haven't even sat down to get to know each other more, but we have when we take breaks from dancing. So now we are going roller skating for the third date. So I guess my question is, I might find it boring to just sit and eat in front of her and ask her questions. So do I just keep up the physical activities or sit down with her one day? So this is a similar theme, but a little bit more detail in a unique scenario. So I'm still going to answer it. I first of all think these sound like amazing dates. Like I said, I love my activity dates. And I have never yeah, I think I'm gonna say I've never gone dancing on a date. Like, of course, I've gone out places and danced with people that I'm dating, but I've never done like an early date that's dancing. So I'm definitely curious to hear actually, if more of you have done this, I might have to do a poll. But anyway, I think doing things like dancing that definitely will build chemistry. And roller skating sounds really fun. Activities like that really help build a connection with people. There's even research to back it that shows doing activities like that that are adrenaline boosting or just put you in a different environment helps bond couples together more and actually relationships last longer. So that's why I love activity dates so much or one of the many reasons. But there does need to be some talking. So I know that he says that they'll talk a little bit when they step away from the dance floor for 
for a few minutes and I'm sure they'll be talking when they're roller skating a little bit, but that's not really the same as like sitting down face to face and having a conversation. So I think that to answer this question, I think you're almost thinking of like a conversation in the wrong way, or you're thinking of it in a way that's psyching yourself out, like the way that you worded it. I find it boring eating in front of her, just asking her questions. That's not you don't have to do that. Like, don't you actually you should not do that. <laughs> don't sit in front of her and just ask her questions. Think of this as a conversation. So it's actually great because now you're gonna have a foundation. So you've had these first two dates that were dancing. They obviously went well because now you're having a third date. You're going roller skating. Like you guys are doing all these fun things. You definitely know her a little bit better than you might think you do, even though you haven't had like this long drawn out conversation. You can learn a lot from people during just activities like that. So now you get to sit down with her. She's not a total stranger, but you haven't really like dug into really getting to know each other a little bit better. So that's where I would say my advice for planning dates in general, as a side note, is just like do something that you'll feel comfortable doing. So if you know you're going to feel uncomfortable sitting down to dinner at this stage still, then don't do, like I said, a coffee date, a walking date, like maybe grab a drink after you go rollerblading or next time you're doing an activity or dancing, say like, oh, should we meet beforehand and get a drink or grab like a quick bite? Like it could be something more casual, but do it in a setting that you know will be like a sit down face-to-face conversation, even if you think it's going to be quote, boring. I have a feeling that these people who are going on dancing and rollerblading dates are not going to be boring. So I think you'll find that it's actually a lot of fun. You can get to know them in a different setting. So on that note, I would say think about the questions that you're asking, because if you feel like you're just going to be sitting down asking her questions, then maybe you're not asking the right questions on dates because your questions should be leading to conversation. It shouldn't be, where'd you go to school? Where'd you grow up? How many sisters do you have? Like, it shouldn't be so like simple, straightforward answers. It should be questions that really lend themselves to a conversation. So maybe like more open-ended is what the word that I'm looking for. And lucky for you, I actually have a lot of posts on this. So I'm going to link a couple of them in the show notes. But one of the ones I have is questions to ask on a first date. But you can ask this on any early date. I mean, just look through it. If it's things that you don't know about them or you think would lead to an interesting conversation, then ask them. But it's questions along the lines of what does your ideal morning look like? Or what are you most looking forward to this year? Or one of my favorites, what three people do you spend most of your time with? So these questions are a little bit different. So they're not like classic what you might think the ones I just mentioned, like really like resume type questions, like it doesn't feel like you're on an interview, it feels like you're just getting to know them. And they can lead to so many cool conversations and so many things that like will inspire them to then ask you a question. And this conversation won't just be you sitting there staring at her asking boring questions, it'll end up being a really fun date. So I'm going to link those in the show notes. And hopefully that inspires you to get out. And it's funny because some people like they need to get out of their comfort zone of just doing like dinner and drink dates and do something different. But this is like the opposite of that. Okay, I'm going to do one more and then we'll get into all the X talk. This person asked me on apps, what do men mean when they say they don't want someone with baggage? (laughs) I can't I can't even read it without laughing. This means that this guy is not ready for a girlfriend or not ready to be dating someone seriously. This guy does not need a relationship right now. He needs therapy. I'm being dramatic, but baggage like this just made me so it made me equally mad and just like, just made me laugh. Baggage is like your experience. Like I hate the word baggage. Like you don't want to date anybody who's had anything happen to them at all. Like you just want to date somebody who just like poof arrived yesterday. And then you're the first person that they've ever known and the first memory they ever have. 
Like, is I know I'm, again, being like a little bit dramatic on this, but if you feel like you're afraid to get, this is like a PSA for anybody who feels like they're afraid to get into a relationship or to get on an app or to go out on a date because you feel like you have, quote, baggage that guys don't want. You don't want a guy who doesn't have baggage. Like you want somebody who has also lived and experienced things and who wants to like grow and learn from somebody who's experienced different things. Like that's what makes relationships so great. You don't want to date someone who's just like a cardboard box waiting for you to fill them up. Like you'd need somebody who has some some things in there already and you can just add to it and blend together. So what I what I would say to this is just like swipe no on that guy, simple answer. And don't let the fear that somebody is going to be turned off by your past stop you from meeting somebody who actually will like love that about you. Like I think that not to say you're like defined by past relationships or past things that happened to you or whatever this person means by baggage. Like you're not defined by that, but that is part of you. And it's what it like led you to who you are now and where you are now. And it led you to meeting the people that you're meeting. So like if none of those things happen, you wouldn't be meeting them. So they should be grateful for your baggage. Like this is just, it just makes me so mad. In my response on Instagram, I just said this means that they're not ready for a relationship. And then I did a poll asking, if people agreed or if they also hated baggage. And I'm pretty sure it was like 94% agreed. So this is like a slim amount of people that feel this way. And so just like swipe on and don't let that bother you. So when I, re- when I wrote that, I got so many responses. I got responses from single parents who are trying to date or people who'd recently got divorced and they're trying to date or people who have never had a relationship before. And they feel like that makes them not okay for like, they feel like they're gonna be judged by that. Like, This is just like a reminder that if somebody is not okay with something about your past, whether it's something you have or you don't have in your past, then that's not the person for you. And that's that's somebody that really it's like a reflection of them. So any judgment that this like new person you're trying to date is having or somebody on a dating app is having talk about a negative thing to have in your dating app profile. Okay, so (laughs) now that that rant is over, I'm going to get into some questions about exes. So this person said, is it wise to reach out to an ex to see if she's doing better? One year of no contact. I broke us up. So I know this person, I'm sure they mean well. I appreciate that they like asked this question and they were looking for advice on it. But no, if you broke up with somebody or you were the reason that you broke up and it's been one year and now you want to reach out just to, just to ask how they're doing, like I might have phrased this differently or felt differently if he said like, oh, I feel terrible. I want to get back together. I want to apologize. Even so, I would probably advise against it. But if you just want to reach out to see if they're doing better a year later after you, you quote, broke you guys up? I don't think so. I think that this is a bad idea. I think that it's like almost it's like disrespectful to this person and like whatever they're doing to try to move on from you. It's been a year. So hopefully they're doing a lot better. And you don't need to ask or know like, I I get wanting to know like this person isn't hurt because of you. And maybe you want to just feel like, okay, they're doing better. And now I can like feel good and not feel like so guilty about what I did in the relationship. If that's how you're feeling, I totally understand it. Regardless of your reasoning, I understand that everybody has their own reasons here, but I wouldn't reach out to them. I think that there are so many things to consider when reaching out to an ex. And in this scenario, I just think it's just not fair to the person who has been doing their own thing and I'm sure had to do a lot of work to move on from this relationship. And it's just going to confuse things. It's like the check-in is just not fair to somebody. I have a post on this about questions to ask yourself before you reach out to an ex. 
So I think this would be really helpful. I'm going to go through this. So these are questions that you can ask yourself before you reach out to your ex. And I think it could be really helpful because it just helps you gauge like the head for the headspace that you're in. And it's funny because usually I'll share these questions when people are wanting to reach out to their ex, like because they miss them or it's somebody that broke up with them and they want to reach back out. And this was a person that was different that they had, it seems like they were the reason that the relationship ended. And now they just want to make sure that they're okay, or kind of like clear their conscience. But whatever it is, I think that these are good questions to ask. So first ask yourself, is it them? Do I actually want to talk to them? Or is it my circumstance right now? So when I first posted about this on Instagram, it was like during the holiday season. So that's a good example. So is it the holidays? Like, am I seeing all these people holding hands, walking down the street, like putting up their Christmas tree? And now I just want to text like the last person that I had that like close connection with, or maybe you're just going through like a low point in your life. And it's like the circumstances making you really want that connection or that support. And so you want to text your ex, or maybe your best friend just got engaged. And now you're feeling like I'm never going to get engaged. And now you want to text like the closest person that you had to getting engaged with (laughs) whatever it is, like think about it, like, is it truly like you want to speak with them? Or is it just what's happening in your life right now? Then ask yourself, why did you break up in the first place? So what caused the breakup? Like, do you have you even like figured that out? Have you worked through what it was that went wrong in the relationship? And do you know, like what's changed? So that was another question is has something changed since what caused the breakup? And that's something that like, if you are not like crystal clear, on what caused the breakup and how things are different from that now and why it might be a good idea to reach out to them, then like just put your phone away and don't reach out to them because there's clearly something, some work that you still need to do. And you don't need to get that from them. So you can do that with yourself. You could figure out like why, like, and maybe this person like cheated on you or like it was something that like seems very cut and dry. Like it's their fault. That's why it ended. But what's changed? Like, is there something different that makes you feel like that scenario wouldn't happen again? Or was something going on in your life that caused you to pull away from the relationship? And now things are different now. Like, I think that really just think hard about why you broke up in the first place. And if anything's changed since then, and what you've learned from the breakup. And like I said earlier about writing down everything you want to say to somebody, you could write down what you learned from the breakup. I think writing things down is so powerful, regardless of what it is. So write down, take a minute, write it out. Why did we break up? What's changed? What have I learned? And then ask yourself if you're romanticizing the relationships. This is like a huge one. So this is something that is so common. Like you end a relationship. It's a couple months later, however long later. And suddenly that was like the best relationship you ever had. And everything was great. And you guys loved each other. It's like, of course, I want to reach out. I want to feel that way again. But like, Was it that good? Were there things that you're kind of pushing under the rug? You guys ended it for a reason. So what was that reason? Like I said, go back to what you figured out. The reason was that you guys broke up and think about the reasons why you shouldn't be with this person. Write it down. You should have written that down when you broke up, by the way. So if you've been listening to this, go back to your note that you wrote down of all the reasons that you broke up with this person and all the reasons that relationship was bad. And if you don't have that, then do it now. And I'm not saying that you have to like catastrophize the relationship. You don't have to catastrophize it in order to not romanticize it, but just be realistic. Like what was this relationship like? And what am I picturing it to be like? Think about exactly what the day-to-day of the relationship was, how you felt when you were with the person, how you felt when you were away from the person, how you felt about your future together. Just 
everything you felt about the relationship and how the relationship compares to what you want. And just really, really consider, would you want that relationship right now? Like, would that make you happy? And then ask yourself if they've moved on. That's a big one. So if this person has already moved on, this is an automatic no. Don't reach out to somebody who is in another relationship or who has moved on. Then ask yourself what response and outcome you're hoping for. So this is a big one. Because if you get through all of these questions and you do want to reach out to them and you still feel like you've written all these things down and you're still you're feeling like, yeah, I do want that relationship again or I do want to reach out to them. It is worth it. And it's not going to mess up either of our lives. It's actually going to make them better. I'm not trying to live in the past. I'm trying to live in the future, but I want it to be with this person. If you're feeling like that, think long and hard about the response that you want from them. Because if you don't get that response, you want to know how you're going to feel. So. If you reach out to them and you get a response like they don't want to talk to you or you get no response at all, how are you going to feel from that? Are you going to feel worse than you do right now? Or are you going to feel better knowing that you shot your shot and reached out to them? Because you really just you want to make sure that this is something that's in your best interest. Like do this because you know it's the absolute thing you must do and you will never feel good if you don't get this off your chest and reach out to the ex. (laughs) Okay, so if you answered all those and you still want to reach out, by all means, do it, but think long and hard about it. And if you were the one that broke you guys up, like this question in particular, then I wouldn't reach out. I don't think it's fair. If you haven't heard anything from them, just assume, yes, they are doing okay and they don't need you to reach out to them. Okay. And this is the last one that I'll do. And it's on the topic of exes as well. So this person said, do you have a post about what to say when an ex comes back? just to see how I'm doing. (laughs) So this is very relevant because of everything we just talked about. I don't have a post on this, but now I definitely will definitely do one soon. But what I would say to this person is that if your ex reaches out and you don't want to have contact with them, it's perfectly fine to just not reply. I did a post recently about text to send when somebody who ghosts you resurfaces and reaches out. And I put don't reply as the very last option. And I think people were getting so frustrated reading it that like people were just commenting like, or you could just not reply. And I'm like, yeah, scroll to the end. That's an option too. And that is like as powerful as any other option. If anything, a lot of people think it's more powerful. So all that's to say you have the option of just not saying anything. Silence speaks volumes. So you could just not say anything to them and then hope that they don't reach out again. I think it's also perfectly fine to say something, to tell them you don't want to hear from them or to say something. They just open the door, say what you want to say. So in this scenario, this person, we went back and forth a little bit on Instagram. So I learned that they had broken up with this person and they were still like really trying to move on. And so they didn't want to have this person reaching out to them. And I do think that it's beneficial then to just tell them that because, yeah, you could not reply, but like, I've not replied to exes before and it doesn't stop them from continuing to reach out. And I know how hard that can make it to move on. If this person is still reaching out, you're always going to have that little piece in your head of like, oh, they must be reaching out for a reason or like maybe things could change or maybe something's different. Maybe we could get back together. And this person is only texting them to see how they're doing. And so it's just an unfair thing, like I said before, to put this into their head. And I think you should just cut it off and that can be done simply with a text. So I suggested that she writes back saying, I appreciate you thinking of me, but you reaching out is confusing for me. I'm still healing from our breakup and I'd prefer no contact. Simple as that. And you don't even have to say that I'm still healing from our breakup if you don't want to. You could literally just say, appreciate you reaching out, but I'd prefer no contact right now. You could make it as simple as you want. You don't have to even say, I appreciate you reaching out. Say, please don't reach out to me anymore. I'm still moving on. Or please don't reach out to me. I've moved on. Any 
variation of that. And by the time you're listening to this, this week, I'll be posting more options on my feed on Instagram. So give us a follow there. But I think you can just be very straightforward. And I really do think that you'll feel so much better after you do that. I think it will make you feel like a weight is lifted off. Like you don't have to. Yeah, you might feel probably to be realistic, you probably will have a little bit of you that's like, Oh, but now they're not going to reach out. And like, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or like, maybe I scared them away. And what if they were thinking about getting back together? And now they don't want to because I said that those feelings will fade, trust me, and you'll just feel powerful and happy that you set that boundary, put that out there and cut them off because it's going to make it so much easier for you to move on. And yeah, breakups aren't easy. We could do a whole episode on how to get over a breakup. But you're definitely not going to get over it if your ex is still texting you asking you how you're feeling. So that's my feeling at exes reaching out to them responding to them, obviously do whatever you want. But I think that it's best to just be clear, straightforward, and then not muddy the waters and be confusing by reaching out after things have already ended. Okay, so that was a lot of questions. I loved them all. I didn't even get through like half of the ones that I wanted to answer on this episode. So we will definitely be doing another solo episode coming up soon. But the next few weeks, we have some really exciting guests. So I'm excited for you guys to hear those. And again, if you have a question that you want me to answer on the podcast, send it through to hello at wearemostlybalanced.com or via Instagram at mostlybalancedpodcast. And if you haven't already, please leave a rating and a review for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you all next week. 